0: strange and confused podcast where we love all things strange and unusual but we are often dazed and confused. Did I tell you that I started making a temperature blanket? Yes yeah. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Uh, Did I say it on here? Yeah. Yeah okay and it's it's supposed to have like this nice progression from like you know, winter yeah. weather, into like cooler and then back. And it is all over the place it's Just insane. because it's been really mild. And then like the next day it was like minus 30 for <laughs> yeah. like two days True. and then back up to like minus two. And then the next day is like above zero. It's all over the place. There's no progression in this <laughs> blanket It is the ugliest looking thing right now. Oh I'm God. really hoping that it like, at least as spring comes, it has some kind of flow to it because it looks like crap.
1: I know it's it's gonna be funny too because I bet you like the temperature will rise for spring and then like somewhere in like the middle oh, of May it'll be like negative twelve. Yeah, yeah. And You'll be like, what is
0: this? <laughs> it's Just one really dark blue and yeah. the of yellows and greens, and not you know
1: what's going on here. It's
0: very interesting to be able to look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember
1: how weird the weather was. But yeah, yeah, it is actually getting kind of crazy the weather.
0: And this is the this has got to be the mildest February we've had in like oh yeah so long. Usually February is minus twenty minus thirty.
1: Yeah, I was rigid. thinking about that because like usually we have to fill our propane tank like a bunch of times in the winter because it gets so cold. Mm. And like, I mean, to be fair, we do have a bigger propane tank now, but we still and you're using
0: wood too. Yeah. yeah, but no, but it's been mild, like. Usually February is the month where the kids at school, they'll have like indoor recess Yeah, it's too cold to go outside. Yeah. Or we'll go outside and get in the car ready to go to school in the morning and my eyelashes will freeze.
1: Yes. Yeah. It hasn't been like that. It's
0: been really mild.
1: I know. I haven't had to save... Button from the yard uh, as well. Yeah,
0: Scout too usually goes outside, pees at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Back in in a and second.
1: Scared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what's one year he peed on the deck because he didn't want to go. I'm like, we're no. not doing this. We're not doing <laughs> you need to this. You just shovel a little area. No, I um I uh <laughs> yesterday I let the dogs out and because it like semi-melted and then got cold again, like the top layer of the snow was like frozen. So button can like go wherever she wants, right? She's like Literally walking on water. Yeah. The boys she was like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, she was nothing. So she's like <laughs> yeah. So the boys tried to follow her. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life them, like, she probably to... loved that <laughs> yeah she was like just running around having the time of her life like living her best life and like Ace is just so he's not like a fat dog or anything he's a potato but he's just, so... yeah. <laughs> he's just so he's just so round boy. <laughs> and he was trying so hard to like do that like some kind of like leap to like hop, but he's just so heavy. There's just gravity it's like, no, <laughs> uh-huh. but then Echo is like a fox. So he's like going Boop, like yeah, full on leaves. in the air. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, I should have taken a video of that. I know. I was like, oh, I should have brought funny. my phone out here. Um, You may, you,
0: I don't know why that jogged my memory. Cause it has nothing to do with what I'm going to say. I had the craziest dream last night. And I couldn't begin to tell you what it was about because it, now that I'm awake, it doesn't really make any sense. I can't, I've lost, there's gaps in the yeah, storyline, yeah. but it was like this crazy, um, like whodunit missing person kind of mystery unsolved mystery and oh. I was like trying to figure it out and I was getting all these clues and they were really creepy clues and stuff. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God, that satisfied nothing. I need to know what happened. And I don't even remember what the storyline oh, is now, no. but I still have that like longing. I said to God, I'm like, we're gonna have to watch some type of like yeah thriller twisty movie tonight or something. I need that to
1: satisfy that yes. itch now. It was crazy. I woke up, I was like what? No <laughs> I know. You know what's weird? I've been having a lot of like like I was going to say murdery, but like I'm not murdering <laughs> anybody. Um I've been having a lot of like people just like being like being dead and like me trying to f- like figure out either how to like how to get them back to life or how to like figure out who the fuck did it.
0: People you know? Yes. Ooh.
1: Yeah. One of them Obvious. is like one of my friends like um That I met like when I shortly after I moved up here, and um, so I like woke up and I thought that she died. I was like, oh my god, I should have like called her or something. And then and then
0: you're like, wait, she's still alive. I should call her. Yeah, Yeah, later, later. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh my god.
1: I'll just Um, send her a
0: a meme or something later, and it'll be okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe it's like the full moon situation. It is starting yeah. to like.
0: It is easing up Go a bit.
1: away. But it definitely.
0: <clears throat> it got you. Did it some... get you this month?
1: Yeah. Well, like that, that like dream where my friend died, like in it, I was like, I woke up, my pillow was like wet because I was crying. Oh. I'm a big night crier, I think, in my dreams. I'm always like, always crying yeah I don't know yeah. <laughs> I've had a few I've had dreams
0: where like I've woken up sobbing yeah I w- oh my god that jog my mirror I don't think it was last night I think it was the night before oh crap I can't remember what it what happened but I woke up laughing <laughs> like not that my laugh woke me up I yeah, woke yeah. up and I was like <laughs> that was funny <laughs> I don't re- Oh, I wish I remembered what it was oh my god I, w- I woke up yeah and I was like la- I was laughing to myself man I wish I had energy to write down what this stuff is although when you wake up in the morning you're probably like that's not funny
1: yeah yeah (laughs) the worst is like when you have a dream and it's like so terrifying and then like you're like you're still scared when you first wake up and then like later on you go is that It's not really scary, but I still feel fear. Yeah, I think
0: it's probably because the actual situation with a logical brain that is awake is not scary. But Mm. the emotion that you're feeling in the dream, like you feel the fear in your body.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And so you wake up and you're like, that's not scary, but you still feel it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, usually like when I get up, like Michael's already awake and he's like in his room or whatever on the computer. And so I'll go in there and I'll go. Um, I just need to tell you about my dream because it scared me and I need you to tell me that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> every time. He's like, okay. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Hmm? You feel better now? <laughs> okay. I just need someone else to hear it. Yeah. Just let it le- go. Like release it.
0: My best friend, all through elementary and high school, she, she'll even laugh now because every day I'd come to school and I'd be like, okay, this is what I dreamt last night. And I'd have to like run it by her, and she would laugh. She, I forget where we were, but she was like one of my, one of my. It might have been my wedding. One of my biggest memories (laughs) is you got you every day, every day, telling me about your dreams. Yeah, like I care. I don't care. (laughs) And you, my, I mean, her face was very like I don't care. And I was like, doesn't matter. I'm still gonna tell. Yeah, I need need to tell somebody. I need an outlet. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Like we did that one episode on like recurring dreams. I don't Mm -hmm. remember if I, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this one because I, I don't know if it had reoccurred more than a couple times by the time we recorded that episode. But now it has. But I have a new reoccurring dream. Oh, okay. Lay it on me. So it's in my house that I grew up in, but. It looks normal from the outside. It's like, oh, like, happy. It's like the sun's out, shining, whatever. I go in there. It's, like, absolutely decrepit, falling apart. <laughs> and there's ghosts in it. Like, really, really scary ghosts. Oh. <laughs> so there's definitely some... Kidding
0: me? Yeah, I was going to say, talk to somebody who knows who interprets <laughs> dreams, and they'll yeah. be very like, "Oh, like, Ooh,
1: disillusioned.
0: <laughs> something's falling apart in the family system.
1: You now that's yeah. how
0: your brain is interpreting it. Yeah,
1: so it's not like, as all what it seems on the outside. Yeah, exactly. So like you go in, and then I'm like trying to, or like basically ghosts from the past kind of. Yeah, it's like actually like r- like really scary, like. Um. It's like a horror film in there. Ooh. And it's like also kind of like a slasher flick, which yeah. is fucking weird. But it's the people. It's reoccurring. Yeah, it's reoccurring. But the people and like the ghosts are in there. I don't know them. I don't have any connection to them whatsoever. It's just like a scary thing that's happening inside that house. Mm. And it's like really dark and like it's just like there's no light. And you know how sometimes in like scary movies they'll have like shutters on windows or like boards put up and then you yeah. can see like the light oh yeah through. it's like that and like the floorboards like have like big gaps between them and it's like really hard to walk through without like falling into like this dark like nothing.
0: classic haunted house like the it yes anyways house if anybody if you're not following us on instagram follow us on instagram at strange and confused pod and um interpret sarah's dream yes for us. please because I mean, we can probably grasp the main yeah. interpretation. Main theme is there, yes. What are some other? What are some things we're missing? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is
1: really weird. And then, like, I'm like looking for my parents, and I'm trying to like get into the backyard, and I can't get into the backyard. But I know my parents are in the backyard. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like when I was growing up, I would have reoccurring dreams that like my parents were gonna die. Like I was very like paranoid all the time. That like my parents were gonna be taken away from me. My mom used to go on business trips, and I would like scream bloody murder for her not to go on an airplane.
0: Oh my gosh. Like I
1: was really weird. I was like. I was always afraid, like I'd never wanted to be away from my parents. I would like make shit up, like at school being like, I'm dying, I need my mother. (laughs) There's something there too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Abandonment issues. Yes.
0: Something's (laughs) going on there. Something
1: is (laughs) happening. Um, yeah. I need therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's gonna comment
0: and be like, sounds like you need to go to therapy. Yeah. Someone find
1: me a good therapist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Please. This is a healing spell, spell for peace.
0: <laughs> I'll never. Sorry, before you start this, I'll never get over the fact that wa- that watching you or watching us like podcast uh-huh. is. I all I see is the sweaty balls. I else get every time, especially when you whisper every
1: time. Oh my time. god! I like to whisper for dramatic effect. Yeah, it's important. Oh, every time.
0: That's all I see.
1: (laughs) I like to try your sweaty balls. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. You will need one purple candle, two drops of lavender oil, and two teaspoons of salt. To get started, sprinkle the salt in a circle around the candle and light the candle and chant the following. I want peace. I need peace. Peace that is healing. Peace that is deep. Peace when I'm awake and peace when I'm asleep. Take a moment to yourself. Visualize letting go of what no longer serves you and repeat the mantra until you feel completely at ease. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't read it. I was just like, oh, spell for peace. Good. Mm -hmm. It's kind of good with the dream thing we were just talking about.
0: Um, Hand it over. I'll take a
1: picture. <laughs> you want the picture? Let me pose for you now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. Nailed it. Um, You've watched... This is going to be like our second part to the, the National Parks mystery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you watched Missing 411? Yes. Did everybody do their homework? I did. Did you watch
1: both of them or just the one? I watched both of them. The second... One, the mysteries one, the one with the scary stuff, Um, arguably all scary.
0: The hunted one? No, I'm. I'm Oh yes,
1: I watched both of those. Both of those,
0: and then the the National Park, the the mysteries mysteries
1: and legends. That one scared me a little. Yeah, that one's in the daytime.
0: That one's a little bit more paranormal, creepy. The other one's more like what the fuck, missing people.
1: Yeah, the one about the chupacabra like really scared me. So. that scares me.
0: So tell me. So talk about the missing 411 first. I didn't rewatch those those ones. I watched the Mysteries of the National Park.
1: So the missing four one one of not the hunted, just like the just the regular just one. the regular ones, are all. So I'm just like talking to these people that have never watched it as yeah. well, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like give us a yeah. What you, What's yeah. the four one one on the missing four one one exactly? Um, okay, so basically people go missing in national parks every single year and it's very mysterious circumstances. They disappear seemingly without a trace. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally disappear. They, some people, there are with them sometimes and then they turn around, turn back and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it doesn't matter what age you are. Children go missing, elderly people go missing and people in between as well um and sometimes sometimes like it's actually wild which which makes me think that there has to be some kind of like m- metaphysical thing happening there but basically um it gives you like five or six stories i think of mm-hmm. these different people that have gone missing within these age ranges and even a couple that have been found after mm-hmm. Um, dead yeah dead and alive Oh, yeah that
0: one person was found alive that's right
1: yeah so um it's it it starts off it's kind of interesting the so the guy that put it together is david politis politis yeah i don't know how to say his last name and um it's really good we definitely recommend that you go and watch it um because they follow up with the families mm-hmm. and they hear their side of the story um and the ones that he's chosen they do make you think like oh was like the family a part of it possibly um or just Mm -hmm. like there's something else going on there but then other ones are just it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever Mm -hmm. so the first one that they get into is um Dior forget his last name that little boy right? yeah little D little Dior or whatever And, um, so they were out camping with their family. So it was their parents, his parents, um, and his grandpa and his grandpa's friend that decided to come at the last minute. And, um, they went out, uh, and they drove to this really remote location, basically like an end of the road campsite type deal. And, um, they left the grandpa and the friend to go fishing while they went into town and get groceries and get stuff for their camping. And when they returned, the grandpa was at the campsite and the other guy was down at the creek fishing and he said, oh my God, like I found this really cool fish or I caught this really cool fish, like come down and see this. So the mother and father went to walk down towards the creek and they had their little kid in tow. And he was, I think, what, like three? He was really young. I think it was
0: like three or four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, old enough to speak a little bit and they're like okay like it, this is weird because they said like oh they were he was following us and then he decided he wanted to turn around and go back and see grandpa personally i wouldn't have let my child just like walk back to their grandpa or anybody or or, or walk away from my child assume that he's following mm-hmm. at such a young age mm-hmm. um very weird in my opinion but anyways they said oh he's going back towards his grandpa his grandpa's at the trailer and um a couple minutes later, they walk back up the hill towards the grandpa's spot. And they say, oh, where's little Dion or whatever. Fuck his, I'm going to fix his name at some point. I don't know where his name <laughs> Do is. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. So where's the little boy? And he goes, oh, he's just right here. And they searched and they couldn't find him, like, anywhere. And so they tried to, like, call out. They had to drive a little bit down the road to get a signal to call out for somebody. They looked for him for, like, 10 or 15 minutes before other people arrived. And there's just absolutely no trace of him whatsoever. And, um... And he wasn't...
0: He didn't go, like, to go back to his grandpa wasn't that far, right? No,
1: it was, like, literally, like... You could see it, right? Yeah. From where the guy was standing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just gone. Now, I will say, like... Dior, I think is... Dior. Dior. Yeah, okay. Um... And it's just weird when you watch like the interviews of this particular case though, because everybody's acting a little bit sus. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you watched this? Mm, maybe a year ago. Okay. Why? I just don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Hello. Hey. <laughs> nice and
0: close. My <laughs> feet are <laughs> rubbing your legs. <laughs> I didn't realize. Sorry.
1: It's okay. Um, yeah, I was just wondering like how many details you would have like remembered if you've watched it a year mm-hmm. ago, and a few. Yeah, so you're dogging my memory. Oh, there's a little bird up there, a little a little bird Is um, it sitting on an icicle. Yeah, oh, that's there's cute, a fish bird. <laughs> that's adorable, wholesome. Um yeah the way that these people are acting are is a little bit suspicious mm-hmm. um the grandfather in particular I think is acting very suspicious because he's like oh. yeah I remember that one left me being like yeah he's like very I don't know like it, it like non-personal about his own own grandchild like he's like oh the kid the kid yeah and I was like what the
0: fuck is but this? I don't I don't remember if this was if this was included in the in the story or if this is just the vibe I got but that he wasn't super close with his daughter uh, and her you know what I mean maybe yeah it's just kind of uh maybe they were just trying to reconnect or something yeah he didn't seem super close with them
1: yeah I think that's true too because they even interviewed like the grandmother too and they she was like, I think complaining about how they're not close or something. It was yeah. weird. It was a very weird, like estranged vibe. Yes, exactly. Um and it was weird that they decided to bring this other person mm-hmm. who hasn't know really. Right? No, they didn't know him. It was just like a like a casual acquaintance friend of the grandfathers. Mm-hmm. And he was like this 40-year-old dude and he was kind of weird. Um, and then um Sorry, while you're talking,
0: I'm just, like, scrolling if there's any new information on this kid's case. Mm -hmm. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just saw somebody comment, the only thing that seems really out of place in this case is the grandfather's friend. Yeah. Where he fits in all of this. It is so weird. Um, This person's like, I can see the grandfather assisting in the parents uh, with fabricating a story if something else had happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Why would this other guy go along with this unless he was like maybe paid off or something? Why would this random guy cover as well?
1: Yeah, it is I don't really know. weird. It's all really strange. Um, <clears throat> there was like another little part of that too, where when there was like a a media circuit to like you uh-huh. know make this like a public thing so that more people know to look for this little boy the parents were like no we don't want to be on anything like they didn't want to have any media w- coverage whatsoever which is really weird it is strange um personally like oh oh sorry. jesus christ
0: <laughs> that scared the shit out of me sorry when i plug in my phone i have it programmed to say oh yeah charge me baby that and it said crazy. it and i was like where the hell's that voice coming from It scared the crap out of both of us because obviously, like this is a creepy situation. That oh we're my god, now. that was terrifying! Uh, uh, and you're on edge because of your dreams, and I'm yeah. on edge because <laughs> of my dreams. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, so that was a weird one. Like, and that's the thing too is it's weird to me that they started that he just that he decided to start this. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that he decided to start the documentary with that case because. If you're trying to convey a mystery going on in the national parks and like mm-hmm. something strange, that isn't the case to do it because it leaves you not convinced that it's not the parents. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones mm-hmm. are more convincing that something strange is going on there. Yeah. So it's, I don't know why he start, chose to start with that one.
1: Yeah, it is weird. Like maybe like that's the case that, would have like the most media attention maybe it was even a big though th- yeah. yeah um or maybe because he's like the youngest child that's gone missing I don't know if he is the youngest obviously but he was the
0: youngest in the in the stories that he told yeah to tell in that documentary or maybe okay. he just
1: went by like age or something I don't know but then um he also talked about another one which was like so sad, um, about the, I think he was like seven, the seven-year-old little boy Mm -hmm. and they were on vacation and, um, he was
0: autistic, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember that.
0: And it being brought up as well, that a lot of people that go missing are neurodivergent or have some type of learning delay or
1: something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or they have something that's like not, Typical, like yeah, like I don't yeah. want to say not normal because like that's no, not what I'm there's trying to say. No such
0: thing is normal, but yeah, like neurotypical or some type of imbalance or like a chromosome yeah. difference or something like that, which yeah. is super interesting. Um, but it's not that's that's not the reason why they've wandered off or something because they don't know what they're doing or it's not like that. But it's almost like is there some type of force out there that's interfering yeah with the wiring in your brain and people who have like a neurodivergence or something it's I don't know it's like calls to them a little bit more than other people
1: yeah that's like the word I was gonna say like it's like calling out to them somehow so
0: sorry I I went off track there so the seven-year-old boy I remember that
1: part but I don't remember
0: how he went missing so refresh my memory because it was something crazy right like
1: didn't they just like turn around and he was gone? Yeah. So this is like the little boy that was like this. Wait, is this the the scout boy that was fishing? You said the one on. There's one on vacation, but now I'm not sure which one is which. Oh, okay.
0: So the one on vacation, I believe, was, like, they got out of the car on the side of the road or something, didn't they not, with their, with his dad or something like that? I know the one you're talking about, too, the little boy who was fishing, because they both were autistic, were
1: they not? I think they were. That's yeah. why I'm, like, getting confused. But, yeah, there was one where there, it was, like, a summer camp. Okay. Or there, it, it was either a summer camp or he was, like, a Boy Scout or something. Mm-hmm. And he was off, like, fishing on his own. And one of the camp counselors was like, okay, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go and get this kid. Yes, I remember this. And one. he was like, okay, like, come on, like, it's lunchtime. We're gonna and he go was there. Eat. Yeah, and yeah. he was there. And um, he was like, okay, let's go. And he turned around and, like, he turned back a couple times. Okay, he's still following me. And then he turned back one more time and he was completely gone, missing without a trace. Yeah,
0: they were on the same path heading back for lunch. Yeah. And he was behind him, following him, and then he wasn't, and that was the end.
1: Yeah, and they, I think they even said, like, Like there's a very clear definitive trail that was leading back to this thing. It's like, how do you, how do you like go off the trail without being heard or, you know, cause it's not like you're in, you're not near a city, like you're in a forest. There's not that many sounds that would like cover up the sound of a kid going off a trail. Well, And
0: that's the thing too, is if you're, if you know, you're walking, you hear him, he's behind you. And then suddenly you don't hear him. You turn around, he's gone. How far do you need to be to call his name and him not hear exactly. it, or for him to be dragged off somewhere and you not hear it? It's not loud. Yeah, what is it, birds. That's yeah. it. Like
1: what? It's really weird. So I don't think that kid was ever found. Um, and the other one that I'm thinking of too. Um, I forget his name. Um, they were on vacation and, um. The f- and they interview the father for this one. And they say this this kid had made friends at this place that they were, they were staying. And they came to the door and were like, oh, like, do you want to come to the pool with us? Or we're going to, like, go swimming or whatever. And the, and he's like, come on, can I go swimming with them or whatever? And his dad was like, yeah, okay. Like, as long as I know where you're going or whatever. But then these people who are going to go, like, take this kid swimming, they decide they're not going to go swimming and they go on a hike instead. Uh And then, so they go on this hike and then they come back and they go, I don't know what happened. Like, we can't find your son. He's like, like he just went off on his own. Like he was, it was fine. And then he was gone and they obviously didn't find him alive. And they had brought in all these search teams. This is like a very common thing with everybody that goes missing. They bring in all of these search teams And they've got hundreds of volunteers and they're searching places hundreds of times. They're Mm -hmm. going over the same spots hundreds of times. And then like way later, they find like a little piece of his clothing in the spot that's been searched hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, oh, maybe it was like a mountain lion that like grabbed or whatever. There's no chance that this, there's just no... There's no chance that a kid is snatched by a mountain lion and you don't hear any screaming or any like you know what I mean?
0: Okay, this is the kid you're talking about, Bobby Bisop. He was a ten year old partially deaf boy. And he was attending a Catholic camp for boys called Camp Saint Mallow.
1: Okay, so that was the one where those those fishing?
0: I think so, at the okay. Rocky Mountain National Park. Camp counselor found him fishing by the river, told him to come back for dinner um he started to follow him and then when the camp counselor glanced over to double check he had disappeared
1: yeah 400 people F?
0: searched for 9 days and they found no clues one year later counselors found his hearing aid and bits of torn yes. clothing 2000 feet up the side of a mountain yeah the search party had already searched that area at least three times the year before and no one found any remains and nothing else has ever been found. And that was in
1: 1958. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What bullshit is that? And yeah, it
0: was up the side of a mountain that he could have never scaled on his own. They said like it would be difficult for yes. a hiker to do this. Yeah,
1: because they're saying that there's like a lot of um, like rock fields and shit. Yeah. And there's just no chance, like even adult men can't get up there. Mm-hmm. So it's like- i don't know
0: i know i know it's super weird
1: even like um just to go back to that like dior the first kid they they said like what he was wearing and that he was wearing these like little hiking boots that were like a little bit too big and that they were kind of floppy on his feet mm-hmm. and it's weird that like they didn't find even the one. boots and even if a animal picked up this kid if his boots are dragging on the ground they're going to fall off because they're too big for his feet mm-hmm. yeah and they never found anything and they've searched this like crazy
0: mm-hmm. um one of the other ones sorry i'm reading i'm going to read this from top10s.net okay because you're gonna this will jog your memory too okay I'm glad i found this these just because it's the little details yeah yeah In 1999 a three-year-old boy named jared jared At- atadero
1: yes yeah
0: I was living with his sister and father, Alan, at the resort Jared's dad worked at
1: Oh, okay.
0: um, in a national park in Colorado. Um, a singles group was staying at the resort, and one of the women in the group offered to take Alan's kids with them for a few hours to go for to a local fish hatchery. They never asked Alan if they could take the children hiking as well, but they saw a sign for a nearby trail and decided to go for a last-minute hike through the forest. This is a Christian singles group. <laughs> Jesus. Um, they were involved on their own hikes. Sorry, the Christian singles were so involved in their own hikes that they lost track of Jared, and they want and he wandered away from the group. Two hikers in the area saw him walking alone. This kid is three. They assumed that his parents would be nearby. If we've learned anything in life, don't ever assume anything. Yeah. Double check everything. Um, after this, he was never seen again. That is so upsetting. Um, But yes, he is three. They were not paying attention to him. As a parent, I would freaking lose my shit on these people. Yeah. For having a three-year-old and not pay attention. So that's easy enough. But this is the weird where it gets weird. In 2003, so three, four years later. Yeah. um, Two hikers climbed up a very steep rock face, roughly 550 feet above the trail. They found one child's tooth, a piece of a skull, Jared's clothes, which were fully intact. Yes. They had never been ripped or anything, but they had been taken off his body and turned completely inside out perfectly. Yeah, animals can't do that. They found one shoe, which looked brand new, and somehow it was perfectly preserved for those four years. It wasn't damaged. It wasn't dirty. It looked perfect. What the fuck? The area where his remains were found was far too difficult for a child to climb to himself, and he would have been and it would have been unnecessarily difficult it would have been an unnecessarily difficult location for an adult kidnapper to carry him it also does not line up with bear or cougar attack pat, attack patterns because the clothes would have been ripped and covered in blood the family is haunted and still haunted by all of the unanswered questions like what the hell
1: <sighs> like i just can't i just feel i'm i'm never going to trust people with my children like i just don't like
0: don't ever take and but if you think about it like if there is something crazy going on here it's funny the parents that had the kid and this still happened right like yeah another crazy one was Stephen kubacki i think that's how you pronounce his name in february 1977 a 24 year old name a 24 year old man named Stephen kubacki was cross-country skiing through the snow near lake michigan once he reached the edge of the lake, he took his skis off to sit down and rest. Do you know this one? Yeah, I think so. When he got up to leave, his own tracks were gone and he became lost. Okay, if you're cross-country skiing, I I'm, I mean, it doesn't say anything about the weather, but you would assume it would have to be snowing heavily to not yeah. see where you came from. The last thing he remembers was walking through the snow, feeling numb and exhausted. He blacked out. In the blink... Why was he walking if he had skis? Sorry. Um, <laughs> Where am I here? Oh, in the blink of an eye, it was spring. He was laying in a grassy field in the middle of a forest, wearing clothes that were not his. Sitting next to him was a stranger's backpack containing running shoes and glasses that did not belong to him either. He hiked to the nearest town and asked a local resident where he was. They told him he was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, 700 miles away from where he had been skiing. His aunt and father lived in Pittsfield, so. Uh, He knocked on his aunt's door. His family was in shock, hugging him and asking him where he had been. Kubaki had been missing for 14 months. And he remembers nothing.
1: Literally like a full year plus, like, what the F?
0: Uh, When he had first gone missing, the search team found his poles and skis at the edge of the lake. There was only one set of footprints leading toward the water, but none walking away. They could only assume that he had drowned himself in the freezing lake. He had been missing for so long, everyone assumed he was dead. The official explanation is that he had amnesia and that he was wandering in a, a, I don't know what that is, in like a confused state. Oh, But even doctors are baffled by this case. It's incredibly rare for someone to lose their memory of such a large chunk of time. And it still leaves so many unanswered questions. His story was included in a psychology case studied in a book about amnesia, but even experts have been unable to figure out what actually happened. He had already earned a degree in linguistics before he went missing, but he was so fascinated by his own case that he went on to earn a PhD in psychology. He wanted answers about his own disappearance, and yet he still couldn't find them. Solving the mystery of his, of his missing year became an obsession. And he went on to publish a book called Meta-Mathematical Foundations of Existence. Um, Godel, Quantum, I think it's Godel, Quantum and God and Beyond. In it, he writes about the possibility of an alternate universe. Um, So amnesia would make you lose your memory. But once once you get that trigger and get your memory back, if it does happen that gap should be filled in. Should it not?
1: Yeah. You would it's almost think. Like you
0: catch up. Yeah. It's not like he didn't know who he was and was like, that's true. I don't know where I am. It's oh, like he a did selective... not know where he was, but that was legit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have like a missing, maybe there's a type of amnesia where you have a missing chunk of time, but it doesn't explain l- like the glasses, the boots. Okay. So say you have this missing chunk of time. Um, you could have found somebody who helped you. Um, you stayed with them. And then, of course, like suddenly now you don't remember in that chunk of like that year. So you don't remember this person who helped you or they gave you the bag, the shoes and all that stuff. But why, why did you just like suddenly wake up in a grassy field? Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: What was like what
0: What was that suddenly you woke up out of it? Yeah. Like it's not like you were walking and you were like, oh, it's all come back to me. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, it's like you were allowed to wake up. Yeah, like where did you come from? Yeah. You were somewhere. And also like makes me think like where was he with like a bad like a bad person that like took that? Like you know what I mean? Like maybe it was like and he escaped somehow or something. He escaped like, somehow. Or maybe like maybe the trauma was so bad. Like we know that like with like um disassociative like identity disorder like your brain creates these like pockets that yeah. they give a personality to so like it's trying to protect you from it right
0: but I think that that would be mentioned that like he came back with evidence of abuse or or something right but they like you think that would be mentioned like it's believed he was he was taken and done this that what or the other like, two
1: yeah Like, I don't know, it's so weird that, like, it makes me think that what if, if he was with another person, what if they, like, essentially, like, gave him, like, some kind of anesthesia and then, like, put him out in this field with this, like, backpack, and then they were like, okay, he'll just, like, wake up in, like, a certain amount of time. Yeah,
0: not necessarily a person, but, like, a whole, Uh, you know, like, this is something that goes on where, like, there's a corporation or something group, you know what i, mean? I a know group. It's a group of people that are taking people for whatever re- yeah, reason, yeah you know who knows um <clears throat> was that featured in the missing 411 yeah yeah gosh so yeah like people who are going missing but not all of them are dying like some of them are coming back and then wasn't there a story about like a little kid that took off and then i think i yeah. saw that here i think i saw the um
1: and he's, like, an an old, like an older man now, like, in his, like, 70s, and he has no recollection of, like, how he got to where he w- was. This one, I
0: think it is. In 1952, a two-year-old yes. boy named Keith Parkins yeah. went missing from his home in Ritter, Oregon in the middle of winter. He'd been playing outside with his jacket on, but he was far from equipped to spend the night outside alone. His family and a local search party looked for him immediately. They could follow his tiny footprints up to a point – before they completely stopped then there was no other animal or or adult tracks nearby so that would lead you like what the hell right 19 hours later they found keith he was 15 miles away he had taken his jacket off and was laying face down in the snow on a frozen pond he was alive and they asked him why he had run away and how he managed to survive and he had no memory of what happened
1: so what the fuck dude um, in the
0: documentary, they demonstrate how impossible it would have been for a two year old to hike 15 miles on their own at night. Yeah. Ill equipped in the weather. And to this day, no one knows how, what happened and how he managed to survive.
1: Yeah. And he has like in the documentary, 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 he holds up the shoes that he was wearing at the time. Yeah, they're just like tiny little... And they're just tiny little shoes. No, nobody's walking 15 miles in those shoes. No, Like, they would have been nothing. You're 15 miles
0: and you're two? Yeah. And then why is your jacket off and you're face down in a pond and you're still alive? Yeah. It's like you were just dumped there. Yeah. It's like you were kept somewhere warm and yeah. you were just dumped there.
1: Very weird. And in the whole documentary they talk about, they say, oh, it's... You know, fourteen miles as the crow flies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you're up and over yeah. the landscape. So that's like that's Wasn't just like, like a, a sheer distance. Too? Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You like a farm, a farm fence or something. Fence something. Yeah, like what the? F- it's weird. And it, so they say like, oh, like it's fifteen miles as the crow flies because technically, if you look at it at bird's eye view from this point yeah. to this point, it's fifteen miles. But it's heavy terrain. Yeah, like, like fuck from here to the end of your driveways, like. Have 500 meters, but I'm gonna have a hefty time getting up that hill. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. are you gotta be, you're gonna be yeah. shooting me.
0: Yeah. Um, another weird one was Dennis Martin. It was Father's Day weekend in 1969, a six year old named Dennis Martin was at the Smoky Mountains National Park with his brother, father, and grandfather. They camped out for the night, and the next day a man approached Mr. Martin, asking if his sons wanted to play with his kids, since they were about the same age. Dennis's father agreed, and the children started a big game of hide-and-seek. Dennis's father kept an eye on his sons from a distance. Um, Dennis hid behind a tree, and when the other kids jumped to reveal themselves, Dennis didn't. His father got up and ran over to where he had last seen his son, and his son was gone. The Appalachian Trail was nearby, so he ran full speed for two miles, yelling and calling for Dennis, but he couldn't find his son. They called the park rangers and spent all night looking for him. The search for Dennis Martin became massive. The FBI, Green Berets, park rangers, and local volunteers searched for six weeks. The only thing they found belonging to Dennis was one shoe and one sock, and they never found a body. Um, so the guy Paulides or the guy who created Missing 411 also for Missing 411 is like several books.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, he conducted interviews and dug through files with testimonies and the key family had been camping in the park that same weekend. And they asked park rangers, uh, where they could go to see some bears and they were told where to go. And when they arrived, they reported hearing a scream. The child pointed to the top of the hill saying that he saw a bear. The father said it looked a lot more like a scary-looking, wild, hairy mountain man dodging behind trees while carrying something over his shoulder. Ew. So, and I'm assuming what was over his shoulder, or not assuming, but I think what they're implying yeah. is that it may have been Dennis yeah. screaming over this Bigfoot's shoulder. Uh, so, um, if anybody has watched... American horror story but not American horror story American horror stories mm, yeah. which is the seasons where every episode is a different story there was one specifically about the national parks and just about a kid who had gone missing and the um the like mystery like civilization that lives mm. deep in this national park that the rangers know about and don't fuck with yeah and it's almost like this right like i think they're
1: cannibals possibly yeah i've heard that yeah they
0: would just like take who they can yeah because dinner
1: i will never set foot in a fucking national park i mean it's scary and they're so
0: big yeah like they are so big like i know like in canada or at least in ontario like we have provincial parks and we go camping in those all the time i do feel safer in those they yes. are a heck of a ton smaller yeah like, other than like algonquin park which is pretty big but yeah. i feel
1: like i feel like there's not national too much parks are massive, massive. like like hundreds of thousands of
0: acres. Yeah, like there could totally be stuff going on in the middle of these because half of them you can't even get to the middle yeah, of. Yeah,
1: I was going to say too, like a lot of them have parts that are blocked off that yes. you can't even, you're not allowed to access by the government. Like And like, I don't know, is that a provincial
0: park? Is Death Valley a provincial park? Not a provincial park, Jesus. A national park because there's shit that goes on in death valley
1: because like even like the grand canyon there's parts that are blocked off that you are not allowed to go into okay so on that note
0: i wanted to talk about one thing that happened specifically in the colorado sorry national park i think it was i have a little note here um in 1961 this was on this was featured on the mysteries and legends of the national parks.
1: Yeah. I think this is what I wanted to talk about too. It's in the first episode, but it was one of the ones that hooked me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a young explorer named I think it was um Hank Craftsman or Craftsman. Um he was a student at in university in nineteen sixty one and he spent a lot of time with the Hopi Indians Mm -hmm. and um studying them and like it had a lot to do with like what he was taking in school. And one of them Um, it was an elder, sorry, I didn't mean, it was, sorry, no, it was one of the Hopi Indians wanted to meet with Hank. Mm. His elders gave him permission to take, to take Hank to this place. He wanted to show, because of what Hank was studying, he was like, I'm going to show you something. Okay. So he, he took he told Hank he was gonna take him to this sacred area and it was in the Grand Canyon somewhere but he took him to a certain point and then made him put a blindfold on because he said he was not allowed to see what how to get there okay it wasn't permitted by the elders so Hank puts his blindfold on and there I think they were on horseback and um he said that it felt like it was an eternity. He said it just felt like they were traveling forever and going up very steep terrain. And um, when they arrived, he let him take his blindfold off and they were at like a sheer rock ledge. And it was just, just this sheer rock in front of him. And the, um, the guy that he was with said, put your hand on the rock. So he did. And his hand went right through the rock. Yeah, okay. And so obviously Hank is like shocked. And so the this Hopi guide was like, okay, follow me. He walks right through the rock. And so Hank follows him. And what he described seeing was a chamber of doors, all with unrecognizable symbols on them. And the guide took him to one of the doors and put his hand on the symbol and then the door opened and they entered what the guide told him was a purification area which would um, remove any pollution from their bodies but also any mental pollution that he explained to him that would remove any um, negative mental state of mind in his brain and then they moved on from there and he showed him different areas. One area, he said the door opened and it was, um, an area that was like, it was like he was looking out over a civilization that was so technologically advanced. Um, he was seeing like UFO style, like vehicles flying through the air. It was like a whole civilization he was seeing. And, uh, then they went back he blindfolded him to take him back and he Hank like describes it as like there's nothing else he could describe it as other than it had to have been like a portal to different dimensions Mm -hmm. um he never saw that Hopi Indian ever again and he made it like his life's purpose (laughs) like find this place on his own again and he vowed to find find this place again and he never found it he searched he tried he went to where the guy took him he tried to you know go for the same amount of time try and remember like the twists and turns and the altitude they were taking and he could never find it again but yeah there are large portions of the um grand canyon national park i don't know if that's what it's called but the grand the, the national park yeah. in the grand canyon that uh, are blocked off yeah um there was like, there was this explorer, his last, I forget his first name, but his last name was K- Kincaid. Yeah, and they call it the Kincaid Cave. Now. yeah, this one is so cool. Yeah, yeah. So he was like canoeing down this river and took a break and then just started like walking up the side of this cliff, which was like sh- extremely dangerous. yeah, and found like an opening, which he described looked like a man-made opening. And went inside and there was just like tunnels everywhere, but the tunnels were like lined with, um, like artifacts, really old artifacts.
1: Yeah. Like Egyptian artifacts. Oh, well, that's the
0: thing. Yeah. Is that this was at a time, this was like a long time ago, um, when like you couldn't just get from Egypt. Like I yeah. forget, this was like colonizing time. Yeah. Yeah. And like the gold rush and stuff. And they found, yeah, stuff from Egypt. They found a, a Buddha, like a yeah. statue of Buddha and stuff. So how are they getting that stuff to here? They don't know. But um, that you can't, no one has found that cave. Well, the thing is too, is that he, he managed to leave there bring people back yeah and the smithsonian i think
1: yeah um
0: came and took truckfuls of like stuff hundreds out, of truckfuls of stuff out and they to this day say that that didn't happen they don't have any of those things yeah that never happened but people saw those trucks like they saw large vehicles or not vehicles well yeah, whatever yeah. at the time of that time taking these things out and that area where he felt found that Kincaid cave people haven't been able to find it since then but Mm -hmm. also people that is completely blocked off even to uh rangers and stuff so no one if you wanted to go find it you're not even allowed down there to try and look for it yeah so people are speculating that those tunnels and stuff may have been connected to what Hank was shown and Uh, maybe a door opened to a different time or a different place where they've managed to get this Egyptian stuff and, like, this Buddha and that, like, it's
1: wild. Yeah, it would be cool, like, and it is cool to think, like, if it was connected because then, like, if this, the, the thing that Hank experienced, like, could be somewhat of a portal, it would make sense, like, how you got so many of those things into that cave because, like, maybe it's, like, a, tra- also, like, a travel port or something. Yeah. Too, like, like, what? Yeah. That's fucking crazy you, like dude. you lose something yeah goes there no literally <laughs> yeah it's like i i don't know if you watch like any of the halloween town movies yeah the and socks. yeah the yeah. socks they go into this cave they're at gourd's house <laughs> yeah could you imagine
0: you find like a door it's just all the lost socks oh my god uh but it's wild like the stuff that goes on in there and then yeah i mentioned death valley it's um okay here we go so this is from mysteriousuniverse.org. The mysterious vanag- vanishings, vanishings and strange deaths at Death Valley.
1: Okay.
0: Sprawled out over a large swath of eastern California in the United States is a vast expanse of arid desert. Yes, we know all of this. Um, one of the earlier unexplained disappearances of Death Valley happened in 1958 when a 26-year-old Army pilot, Paul Byron Whipkey vanished under strange circumstances from Fort Ord, California. On july tenth, nineteen fifty eight, Lieutenant Whipkey casually told his fellow officers that he was heading out to get a quick drink in the nearby town, and he would bizarrely be next to, be next seen a few hours later, and hundreds of miles away in Mojave, California, where he allegedly checked into a motel for no known reason. The next day he purportedly brought bought 14 gallons of gasoline, and then proceeded to vanish off the face of the earth. The only clue would come five weeks later when Whipkey's abandoned vehicle was found by California fish and game officers in a remote forbidding region of Death Valley, 15 miles away from the main road, and 400 miles from where he had begun his odd journey in Fort Ord. Whipkey's dog tags, suitcase, and other personal belongings were found within, but there was no sign of where he had gone. The army was quick to dismiss all of this as a case of simple desertion and <laughs> simple, no. And would later claim that he had died after wandering away into the desert from his car, but there's no evidence at all of what actually happened. And Whipke's brother, Carl, would be deeply skeptical of this. Um, saying that right off the bat the government was being suspicious about all of it he would claim that from the day that his brothers the day of his brother's disappearance the army said that they were packing up his belongings of which Carl would say super hyper super quick when you catch them packing up your brother's clothes one day after he disappeared, you get suspicious. Yeah. You get super hyper, super quick, is what he said. Whipkey's family has never accepted the Army's official explanation and feel that there is something more going on here. Perhaps even a cover up, which is especially believable considering that when Carl requested information from the Federal Bureau of Investigation under the Freedom Act under the Freedom of Information Act, he was told that all of the files had been destroyed in nineteen seventy seven for reasons unknown. Carl has said this of the strange case. The government knows what happened to my brother. There are so many questions still unanswered. I would be satisfied even with the army saying that they can't tell us for security reasons, but until then, we can't rule anything out. In the meantime, all sorts of theories have popped up with ideas such as that he had a really sorry that he was a secret agent who saw something he was not supposed to or was silenced, and that he was a test subject for some military experiment a victim of nerve gas or atomic tests who is covertly swept under the carpet or even abducted by aliens. Interestingly, it has been found that shortly before his strange disappearance, Wipke had developed inexplicable black moles and warts all over his body and had frequently complained of not feeling well, as well as displaying personality changes, appearing nervous and uptight. He also apparently had many of his teeth pulled out and replaced with dentures, what does any of this mean? If anything, what happened to Paul, Br- oh, sorry, what happened to Paul, Brian, Byron, Whipke, whatever the answer is to that may be lost to us as no sign of him has ever been found and all records of this case have been lost. I just...
1: <sighs> like what? Like what? Like just the sole fact that all of the records were destroyed? Like, come on. that
0: is so sus yeah um possibly the most well publicized vanishings connected to death valley occurred in july of 1996 when four tourists from germany journeyed here to take in the sights. okay cornelia mayer 27 her four-year-old son max her boyfriend egbert 34 and his 10 year old son George okay. were touring Las Vegas and the surrounding region in a rented Plymouth van. It was probably not the best time to be visiting, as at the time, Death Valley was in the midst of a scorching, record breaking heat wave, which saw the already relentlessly oppressively hot temperatures here soar up to 100 degrees, 120 degrees and up. Jeez. I would assume that's Fahrenheit. Um, s- still. Yeah scorching indeed. Regardless, they set out from their hotel in Las Vegas on July 22nd <laughs> in the dead of summer and headed to Death Valley where they stopped at a visitor center to purchase a book on the valley and a map before heading out to explore the heat-blasted landscape. Why? Well, I just why? This would be the last time any was anyone would see any of them. On July 29th, the family failed to board their scheduled flight home. And when a preliminary investigation was launched, there was found to be an odd entry written in a guest book perched on a metal pole at the abandoned mining ghost town in Warm Springs Canyon, which held the cryptic words, we are going through the pass. What? Written in German and signed by Connie, Egbert, George, and Max. What the actual fuck does that mean? I have chills. Although it was unclear what they meant by the pass... Authorities surmised that they must have meant Mengel Pass, a rather rugged and remote, poorly maintained dirt road that passed through a lifeless, barren moonscape on the park's southwestern border. No other sign of the missing group of tourists was turned up until months later, when on October 23rd, so they went missing in July, Mm -hmm. October 23rd, the abandoned minivan was discovered by a drug surveillance plane, in an isolated sandy ravine, far from any road and well off the beaten path for tourists, the doors of the dusted uh, sorry, the doors of the dust-encrusted vehicle were found to be locked and inside were found to be photo film, empty water bottles, sleeping bags, an information booklet and a carefully folded American flag most likely bought as a souvenir as well as a single child's shoe. What is with the one shoes? Oh, God. Other personal belongings, such as wallets, passports, keys, or purses, were not found. And oddly, no tracks were found around the van either. It was as if they had vanished into thin air. A beer bottle was found lying on the ground, not far away, but it was unclear if this had belonged to the missing group or not. In the wake of this baffling discovery, over 200 law enforcement officers from both Nevada and California methodically scoured the area on foot horseback and in the air but no further clues were found for decades the fate of these tourists remained a complete mystery and theories swirled around as to what had happened to them such as that they had run across nefarious drug dealers and had been killed or kidnapped as well as the ideas that they had staged their own vanishing or that they had simply wandered off into the wilderness and fallen victim to the scathing inhospitable conditions but no one knows for sure and there was not a single trace of them or clue to their fate.
1: What the fuck?
0: There's a picture of the van. It just looks like a dusty old van. But they, d- their all their passports, all their personal effects were not left there, um, which would lead you to believe that possibly they may have been kidnapped. Like they said, from like. But if that's the case, I'm sure like the the drug what did they call them Like the what do you call that drug runners and stuff like that oh they, yeah like, like encountered drug mules. them they would have if they're gonna kill these four people or take them and take all their they're not gonna lock the van and leave the van why they not have, torch it well they have means of destroying yeah. all of that stuff too so nothing is found yeah i don't know but that that what they wrote is ominous yeah
1: we are going through
0: the past through the past like no so if they're talking about the past like the literal pass of this road that they're going to take or whatever why leave a note yeah saying where you're going if you're already not suspicious of something happening to you and we should leave a note like what
1: yeah
0: um and why not say the name of the pass and be specific yeah and would you not say, well, although there may be a language barrier there, but like we're taking, what was it like Miguel Pass or whatever? Yeah. Not we are going through the pass. Do they know something? Do they know that there's something there? Like they left Germany to go to this place yeah. specifically. They don't care what the heat is like. There's something there they're going for.
1: What was, what were the, does it say what the, like what the adults did for a living?
0: No, I don't know. I I didn't say in this article. I mean, maybe you could look it up, but why? What's your theory?
1: Well, because, like, I don't know. It could be, like, maybe, like, depending on what they did for a living, like, I don't know, like, maybe they... I, I would just be interested to know like if it's anything like scientific or metaphysical right. or like anything like scholarly. Right. Like you know, or heard like of this
0: and now they're looking into it further. Yeah. Somebody okay. also suggested that the family um the family may have traveled on foot southward to seek help at a naval air weapons station. Oh. Where they may have expected to find a well patrolled fence perimeter which is a common feature at military bases in Germany, but not in the desert of the the United States. Maybe they were hoping to find somebody and they didn't, but I don't know. It all seems too crazy to have a simple answer like that. I would be, although they found their van months later, but I'd be curious to know if the van was in working condition because if it broke down, you might be like, crap, we're going to die of heat in this car.
1: Yeah. Being outside
0: is better. Let's try and find a patrolled perimeter or something. But if that car was working, what the actual F?
1: Right? Yeah. It doesn't. What's to say? Oh. Yeah. It looked like it had been there for some time. It was stuck with the axles deep in the sand. The front left and two rear tires were flat and tracks in the sand looked like it had been driven some distance with flat tires.
0: Mm. Yeah, so maybe that's what happened, but it's still not. It's still like, where are their bones? Where are their
1: passports? Where are their, where's her purse? A camera was found in the abandoned car.
0: Yeah, what did the photos and pictures
1: it- on it suggest that the Germans traveled on to the California coast before heading to the Treasure Island Hotel in Las Vegas. They checked out of the hotel on July 22nd and drove on to Death Valley. At the time of their visit to the valley, temperatures were hitting 124 51 degrees Celsius.
0: Oh my god. You've got to be fucking kidding I wanna me. I want to die when it's over 25.
1: Seriously. Their ultimate destination was Yosemite National Park in California, but they didn't make it there. Receipts at the Furnace Creek Visitor Center, blah blah. blah. They bought two copies of Death Valley National Monument Museum text in German. Mm. Um, I mean, you're 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 searching that for answers,
0: but you're not going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Death Valley has some of the weirdest. Things. Another one is in 2009, two hikers were traveling the perilous, bleak terrain of a remote area in the Mojave Desert Park when they came across the gruesome discovery of human bones Ooh. Um, in the sand and brush. The remains, which turned out to be of an adult male and female, were speculated to likely be those of the missing tourists, especially since Cornelia Mayer's identification was reportedly found laying nearby. But this is not known for sure, and the bones were too damaged by the sun for a successful DNA test. Despite this gruesome discovery, the remains have not been positively identified. It still remains a mystery as to what happened to them, and the remains of the two children have never been found. The case has remained perplexing and wildly discussed to this day. What happened to these people? Did they meet foul play? Were they killed or kidnapped? And if so, by who and for what reasons? Or did they just succumb to the elements in their foolhardy adventure? Why did they drive their vehicle off the road in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a merciless heat wave with no provisions and a woefully inadequate water supply? Were um, were they just very adventurous, foolish, or did they have other inscrutable... Oh, fuck. Did they have some other inscrutable reason? Were those remains of the missing adults? And if they are... Where are the kids? These are the questions for which it seems the answers have remained evasive. While the case of the missing Germans is by far the most wildly circulated and often debated disappearances to have occurred in the Death Valley, it is certainly not the only one, and it is not even the weirdest. Just two years later, in the spring of 1998, five women vanished without a trace in the Los Angeles area, laid against a backdrop of assorted other bizarreness. The women were were most notable for being part of a sort of New Age cult headed by the enigmatic Peruvian-born New Age writer and philosopher Carlos Castaneda, Mm. a graduate student in anthropology at UCLA who had gathered quite a reputation for his outlandish, esoteric theories and eccentric lifestyle. He was an extremely successful non-fiction writer of new age books on supposed ancient mystical un sorry, mystical knowledge of native americans in the 1970s and early 80s, selling millions of copies of his books with titles like The Teachings of Don Juan, A Separate Reality, Journey to Extellian, I don't know what that is or Lexstalian, like and Tales of Power, which continue to sell well, even now, despite having received a good amount of scathing skepticism and criticism over the years, almost as well known as his books was his reclusive ways and cult like movement he formed in 1973, Jeez. which is based on supposed shamanic secrets he called the Tenzen Tenzegrity. <laughs> Tenz, am I saying that wrong? Tenzagriti, which actually proved to be quite popular, spawning countless workshops, seminars, and instructional videos. One of the strangest aspects of the movement was an extremely secretive group of women Castaneda kept close by, a harem of sorts, which were referred to as the witches. Very little was known about the witches, what exactly their purpose was, or even how many of them there were, and they typically used aliases and absolutely refused to be photographed, all of which just added to Castaneda's mystique. It is also known that they were frequent users of peyote (laughs) and engaged in, oh, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I just wasn't (laughs) expecting that. And engaged in all manner of shamanic mysticism and metaphysics, such as vision quests, speaking with animals, and various rituals. Shortly after Castaneda wasted away and died of liver cancer in 1998, five of these witches, it goes to name them, Florine. I I am so bad at pronouncing, guys. So if you want to look it up, just look up the five witches of Castaneda. I'm just going to skip over their names and not not because I'm trying to throw shade to these people. I just, you don't want to listen to me pronounce these things. (laughs) They all completely vanished in quick succession. The only clue found at the time was one of their vehicles, which had been abandoned at the Death Valley, Panamint Dunes. In 2003, some hikers would find a, a desiccated corpse, oh. half buried in sand, out in the desert, wearing a shredded clothes. When the remains were finally purportedly, oh sorry, I can't talk. When the remains were finally properly analyzed, they were found to be one of the witches. Although the case, the sorry, the cause of death, nor why she had been out there in such a remote area of Death Valley Valley would not be determined. One former follower of Castaneda has come forward with his own theory on the matter saying Castaneda once told one of the witches, if you ever, the one that died, if you ever need to rise to infinity, take your little red car and drive it as far as you can into the desert and you will ascend. And that's exactly what she did. She took her little red car, drove it out into the desert didn't ascend, got out, wandered around, fainted from dehydration, and died. Oh my god. None of the remains of the other women nor any trace of them at all have ever been found. It is widely thought that they likely committed suicide, which is a theory bla- um bolstered by the Casaneda's alleged frequent uh in ex- extolling of the virtues of suicide, which he deemed to be a notable way of gaining transcendence. Oh, good God. Holy shit. Some of the witches had even been allegedly tasked with scouting locations in Death Valley, such as caves and abandoned mines, one of which was spookily located not far from where this one witch was found dead. That could be used as a suitable suicide site. The former follower also said that he used to talk about ending one's own life all the time oh my god even for minor things he regularly told us that he was our only hope we were all supposed to go together and make the leap whatever that meant i didn't know fully he described it in different ways so and so with the witches it seemed that they would be living for something that they were being promised
1: jeez
0: Cray-cray.
1: That is crazy.
0: It is bizarre, but it's not as bizarre as the other one I find. They said it would, was more bizarre, but I think that's just because the cult makes it weird. Yeah. Um, The other thing is got way more questions with the... Anyway,
1: yeah, it was that was so... a lot.
0: I can't find the name of this person who wrote this article, which is interesting, but they say they claim that they know the location and surroundings of where um, these four German people went missing. Um, they say, I know the location and surroundings probably better than anyone, and I am not going back. That area scares me. Ooh. So for whatever reason. It's very interesting. <laughs> the New York Post uh, has an article that says six reasons to never, ever visit a national park.
1: Oh my God.
0: Um, A horticultural field trip with 40 classmates. um, Sorry, during, while on Mm -hmm. a field trip with 40 other classmates, 16 year old Trenny Lynn Gibson was hiking along Andrews bald. Um, No one can recall seeing her after 3 PM searches continued for months. No trace of her was ever found 58 year old Thelma, whoops oh crap third sorry 58 year old Thelma Pauline Melton was hiking near deep creek 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 <laughs> deep creek campground a trail she'd been on many times before on September 25th 1981 she was with friends when she walked ahead of them and vanished over a hill uh they could never they didn't find her on the other side nor could they find her at the campground where they have been staying And they never found her again.
1: Okay, all three doesn't make sense. Yeah, all three
0: disappearances ignited massive search efforts. Dennis Martin's search effort alone cost sixty five thousand dollars, and not a single trace of them has ever been found.
1: I just don't understand. I really like it. I part of me does believe the whole like like cannibal situation with like the people I think it could be
0: multiple things
1: Yeah yeah that's what i mean like but then another part of me thinks that they're slipping into a different dimension a like there's this, just
0: a little bit of that
1: It's almost like with the amount of disappearances it also like tweaks me that like the park rangers don't keep a record like that's fucked up to me Um but they can't like just Yeah, they They do
0: kind of. Right, but like- They do kind of,
1: because I think I saw
0: that it was like between 1958 and like 2009, there was 29 missing people's cases, bull, bullshit, I call bullshit, it's probably like 29 in like two years between, like one park, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like the one, like, I don't know, like, because I I watched one where they went to the park rangers and were like, can you give me like a list? And they're like, no, we don't We don't have a list. Yeah. Yeah
0: it's probably endless
1: yeah it's probably like they're not allowed to keep a fucking list because they don't know which ones are like government property and which ones aren't
0: okay listen to this one okay we got to cut this off at some point we could always do another mm-hmm. one later but um I'll, I'll make this the last one. <clears throat> seven, seven and a half months after the cowden family was reported missing in 1974 police found their bodies the cowdens had gone camping at siskiyou mountains in applegate oregon over labor day weekend in 1974 but failed to show up for dinner um at richard cowden's mother's house on september 1st media okay sorry labor day weekend i i read like july 4th in my head i registered as july 4th weekend and then they didn't show up on on um September 1st, I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they went missing for months and no one knew. No, sorry, it was just days. Okay. Uh, media accounts for uh, from the time described... Sorry, media accounts from the time described their campsite as undisturbed, as if they had just left abruptly. Investigators later uh, postulated that they had been abducted. Their bodies were discovered in April of 1975, so the next April... Only about a hundred feet from their campsite, Richard's body was found tied to a tree, where the bodies of his wife and two small children were found in a cave with rocks sealing the entrance. What? Dwayne Lee Little, a rapist and killer, serving two life sentences, allegedly confessed to a fellow inmate that he murdered the Cowdens while on patrol or while on parole. Sorry, but there was no convinc- conviction. And the case remains open. But the big mystery here is how were they discovered only a hundred feet from their campsite? What? But but a year later, how did nobody find them? How did nobody find this man tied to a tree? Yeah. A hundred. Like what?
1: I don't. It's like almost like if they're being taken they're like being brought back to like mock yes. us that we can't find these people yeah like like it's actually i'll like, dump
0: them back where, where they went missing but yeah. like you're like it makes it's crazy it's like they're trying to fucking
1: searched ga- gaslight yeah, know, the fucking right. population
0: yeah crazy there's so many this is a great website Anyway,
1: well, if people enjoy this episode and they want us to talk more about it, we can always do it. And also, like, we could just talk about it forever. So,
0: yeah, I would. Yeah, I on anything that's like unsolved, unsolved yeah, and like in a strange way.
1: <clears throat> well, yeah, because like there's even um, I can cut this out, but there's a woman right now missing in the UK. Mm-hmm. Her name is Nicola Bully hmm <clears throat> she dropped her kids off at school in the morning and um the school is right next to her, like a path to like a park mm-hmm. and it goes like on the side of a river and she parked her van at the school and then took the dog out for a walk down the trail and like down by the river and um she like had her phone with her and she was like on a work call like sending emails or whatever And then she was on like a Zoom call with her work and the Zoom call ended, but she never signed out and her phone was found on a park bench and her dog was found completely dry and for some reason, the government is just only searching the river. They won't search like an abandoned house that's nearby. They won't search like an like a little Why? like they just won't search it. Everybody's that's fucking bullshit. pissed that they won't search these things. So they're like, she must be in the river. If my if I fell into the fucking river, my dog would be wet trying to get mm-hmm. me. This dog was bone dry. They other people say that they there's other walkers and they're like oh yeah we saw her walking the dog like shortly before this like before the, this like zoom call ended or whatever um and then like they interview like the husband and the husband like i wonder if other people
0: are searching these places they won't search
1: they are yeah and like the police are being like don't search these places like blah blah, blah and everybody's like fuck you like you're not searching if them. you're not like, gonna do it yeah step aside like so, like, that's, wow. like, a whole thing. And, like, they're still searching the river. It's been six days. And the river is only 18 inches deep. Why the fuck are they searching a river? It's fucking bullshit.
0: Well, keep me updated on that if you yeah. hear anything. I check cause every day because I'm like,
1: that's fucking insane. Yeah. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed
0: this episode. Hope it gave you the chills. Yeah. Super creepy. A Super creepy. Um... As usual, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at Strange and Confused Pod. Go check out Sarah's awesome stained glass stuff and um, sorry, on your sorry, I'm just not going to drop the name right. Which way, <laughs> and And um, if you want to get even more spooky, you can check out my YouTube channel at the light side of the paranormal. Just put out a really great investigation that we did super creepy um yeah
1: did i say all of the things yeah don't be afraid to send us an email if you have a cool story yeah DM us your freaky cool stories whatever or ideas if you want to hear us talk about certain things this was actually like a suggestion so
0: yeah true this
1: is why we came from that
0: and give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts we would love that and until next week bye peace and love folks